0: Welcome to the Arrow Panel, it's a dance game discussion show where we discuss dance games. I'm your co-host, Dalton Rundberg, at RunDaltonRun Run on Twitter,
1: aka Blue Chows. Omid Farmer, aka Demo, aka at Bromead on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm Buzzert, aka James, aka at Buzzert on Twitter.
2: <laughs> I'm Roger Clark, at Roger Clark on Twitter.
1: And uh, later in the
0: show, we have a very special guest, Ooh. Mr. Kyle Ward. Ooh. Mr. So, Mr. Call, Mr.
1: Oscillator X, Mr. Smiley, Mr... He goes by many names. Inspector, <laughs> Inspector K. K. Inspector K, so wow. We'll have
2: that Throwbacks. special treat for you later, but... Uh, He's going to be discussing his uh, game Step Maniacs, which is one of the new uh, dance games on the scene. Yeah, among
0: some other topics. Um, but first, we want to run through some new DDR content. Just going to run through it pretty quickly here. A couple new idol songs, uh, Tokimeki idol songs. There's sun squared summer step it's an expert 11 smiling passion expert 12 i uh, played them both yesterday they're pretty fun it's an 11 and 12 but uh one of the more more hype announcements i guess was uh, vanquish the ghost which is a, a really cool new expert 15 song. yeah it's Extra awesome. exclusive
2: song it's monkey business junior
0: <laughs> yeah that's how a lot of people are referring to
1: it so yeah it's got a cool slowdown in the middle
2: and uh there's a couple
1: slowdowns.
0: slow
2: slowdowns,
1: I guess. Um, yeah.
0: It's a cool song. Very, very awesome song by Tag. Um, so everybody's really hyped to see that. There was there was a great community response. Um, so if you haven't gotten to the arcade yet to go play it, it's been out for a while now. So but go give it a shot.
3: He's staring at me while he says this
2: because I haven't played in a month and a half. Yeah. Well, you better go because right. we got even more stuff
3: happening. <laughs> oh, we my got God. The, we got even Re- more?
2: The oh. Money Summer Greetings event, which is oh. going on. Oh. And that's like a ton of different songs.
0: Yeah, so there's there's a, a total of seven new songs in this event. Um, do you? If you kind of remember from the, the Triple Counter event, which was the, I don't remember the Like last event. summer? Yeah, I don't know what it was called. Yeah, but um, you, you had to play a set of songs um, starting on beginner and then difficult, then expert. It was basic, them. difficult, expert. Yeah, sorry, yeah. basic, not beginner. And so once you do all there, those, then you unlock... you you would unlock triple counter. Um, so this is similar to that in that there's six songs. And once you play through them all, you unlock Prey. Um, so just running through them really quickly here, there's Japanese song, something about, a, I don't know, Constellation song. Uh, it's a DJ Toto song, Expert 13. I really love this song. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, just the song. Even the steps are good, too. But I really like the song. Um, puberty Dysthymia. A New expert <laughs> which, seventeen. Yeah. Uh, is it,
3: it is it really hard?
2: It's it's jumps the seventeen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, wow. And yeah, it starts off. Like tell it. Uh no, like uh Felmo. Oh yeah, those. 210.
2: 210 bpm. Wow. Yeah, so and
0: and it starts off on a slowdown, and then there's mm-hmm. a very small slowdown in the uh yeah. in the middle. It's, it's a like, very gradual. It's like, like one beat. Yeah. Um. It's it's a pretty tricky seventeen. Yeah. Um. Has this artist been in DDR before? I think it's just, it, it's by Person09 is what they go yeah. by. but... I think it, it's
1: a Sound voltex artist. Okay.
0: It, it, it's gotta
3: be, I don't well, know. It's, what's and, like the, what would you say is the genre of the music? It's, it's like, it's rock. Okay. It's kind of rockish. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's
2: okay. uh, puberty dysthymia. It's a pretty weird name. Yeah. Dysthymia is kind of like a mild depressive disorder. So I think uh, the, you know, kind of a mild depression around being a teenager yeah. is kind of what drove us all to play DDR in the first place. Yeah, so. it just comes full circle every time.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of been abbreviating it to, oh, I got, uh, Chris got 12 on puberty, which is uh,
3: not, not a great way to, to shorten it. So I, I think... I, P.D. I,
0: yeah, I'm making a motion to just refer to it as dysthymia
3: here. But hey, on the same topic, another D song, Life is Beautiful. Life is... Dysthy- re- we can just shorten it to pube. No,
1: Let's <laughs> <laughs> not. Yeah, that's so not. after <laughs> puberty, then you get to Life is Beautiful. Yeah, yeah see? Yeah, make li- it through puberty, depress- depression.
0: <laughs> life is Beautiful, a.k.a. Llamas is Beautiful. Cause there's llamas on the song. Oh. Jacket. It, it looks like a Christmas sweater. Jacket. It's yeah, uh, Nekamada master From song. The desert? <laughs> From um, the desert. It's an expert 16, it's pretty straightforward. One, so, 155 BPM, it's it's on the lower end of the 16s, I think everybody would say. Yeah, it's a 16.0, yeah.
1: No uh, BPM changes at all. Nope. No. Uh, no, nice. It's, it's very straightforward. Uh, yeah, it's got it has some pretty straightforward. Pattern. Is it easier or harder than awake? Yeah. Easier.
2: Easier. Wow. much easier Yeah. It's easier. yeah.
0: wow Roger, I, Roger got three on it today and I got four on it sorry three perfects and I got yeah. four perfects on it yesterday so cool. and Chris and Jeff already uh, and MFC'd it. it for a 16 so it's it's on the, the lower end of
1: actually the 16s. easier than awake I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, it, is. It's it, it it's way easier than awake it's slower. I, but it has it has some parts like where it's freeze, and then you you
2: have to you know Dude, turn it awake no, out. has Just,
1: we we actually played it
0: it's easier than Dude, awake, awake <laughs> is like
2: 180 bpm has a bunch of 16th note runs in it and
0: stuff and has like foot switches at the end yeah, it's yeah. R- no it's it's much easier than awake trust me cool um and then there's super summer sale which is a you overground song it's a expert 15 it is a weird song. Yeah. Um, like but, musically. Yeah, musically it's weird. It the the chart is weird, but like in a good way. Yeah. Like it it just it it just it feels kind of uncomfortable, but like not awkward. I don't know. It, it's it's hard to describe. There
3: are a lot of 15s like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, I I mean I think it's it's pretty fun. It's yeah, challenging. I, I think it's really fun. It kind of does some different things that you know you don't really see a lot. Um, but it like. It just feels like you're always on your toes, not literally, while playing it. Maybe literally. Um, but yeah, so that's a, that's a fun one. There's um, a new Expert 10 called uh, another Japanese title, but it's Wind Bell Fireworks,
2: or at least that's what Google Translate told me. Yeah, I see the fire kanji in there. I don't know the other ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we're going to go with Wind Bell Fireworks. Um, it's an Expert 10. Uh, then there's Rejoin, which is by humor? user hum- Hummer? Someone Fuser? said Fuser
2: the other day. Yes. I thought it I was thought humor, it was but I think it's Sigma, isn't it? The, the, it's,
1: same, yeah, it's the like,
0: same person a Sigma? who made uh, Neutrino, right?
2: Featuring Pawn. I think got, so. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah uh, featuring is... Pawn. Um,
3: Neutrino artist. Good job. You yeah. made another hit. <laughs> it's
0: Expert 13. Um, also pretty fun chart. Um, it doesn't sound anything like Neutrino, though. No. Yeah, no, it's it's completely different and because it has Pawn. It has lyrics in it. Um, they kind of strange lyrics did you get a chance to play this one roger (laughs) i played it on basics oh in mfc i got a great oh you got great (laughs) um well yeah i I gave it a shot last night um i played 80 songs in a row to i locked all the songs that's crazy which I think this is the most ace I've ever seen, played in a day. Uh, let us know what your record for, like, number of <laughs> games in a day is. Oh, I'd love but, to hear but that. But for me, yeah. playing, like, 20 games in a
2: day was exhausting. It's a lot. So it's a lot. L- let us know you about said that. five hours, right? And to top it all off, we got Prey, which is the... Uh, challenge 19? Oh, sorry. Cha- the, the Challenge. 18. 18. So the Expert 18.
3: Gotcha. And,
0: and people are theorizing that it will have a, a Challenge 19 because so far every Expert 18... Has had a challenge nineteen.
3: Mm. Based uh, on the music, you think it should
0: have a challenge nineteen? Oh, absolutely. Cool. It, it could easily. Right now, it's 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 two ten BPM. Uh, no BPM changes. No crossovers. It's there's just some streams at the beginning. Some kind of weird gallop thing. No crossovers. In yeah, 18? I, I don't think there's a, None. No, it, it doesn't it, make it's, any sense. It, it's a very straightforward. I mean, it's. Um, if you're good at foot speed kind of stuff, like, it's it's a really easy 18. But I'm curious how sort of newer players who who haven't played a lot of stuff in that range. I think we are actually just talking about this, of how there's not yeah. a, a lot of charts of this that. type.
2: Yeah. I, um, I mean, personally, I, I didn't play a whole lot of ITG. Uh, and I played it, and it seems... It seems straightforward to me, but I I I don't know. Who knows?
3: Yeah, I really, I personally really like those kinds of charts because, like, I really like. I played um, before I like stopped playing for a while and focused on semi I I played. Uh, th- which one's the sixteen and eighteen triple journey or triple counter? Triple, triple journey. journey. The sixteen, I got like thirteen or fourteen perfects on. Um, I I think like that kind of foot speed is like really really fun. So like yeah, I, the, I, I so so
2: if you want to warm up for prey, play triple journey. Yeah,
3: <laughs> great, cool.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm gonna it's say a check l- it out.
0: little bit slower, but yeah, um, really, cool. really interesting. It, 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 yeah, it adds a new sort of skill to test, and really, there's not a lot of other songs in the game where you can practice like kind of foot speed just by itself. Yeah, it, it's stuff like like Endemion or Egoism that has a lot of other stuff going yeah. on. in Yeah, it's just it. it's so hard in like eight different read. ways instead yeah. of one. Yeah, you so have to, be
3: able to read also, yeah, changes and stuff. So
0: you know, take the time to to go play these songs they're, they're all really fun they're really cool songs they they offer you know there's everything from a 10 to an 18 on yeah. on expert here so there's something for everybody um, and you have to play
2: all the the basics basic and difficult charts too and there's a lot of good stuff in there yeah and it really it it's this is something that i've noticed a lot happening lately is uh some of the some players are have been kind of migrating and playing some of the uh difficult and basic charts it's if if you want to get better at timing Go, go do that. That's a, it's a great way of getting better at time.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, even, even just yesterday, I I noticed my MA was so much better. And I I think a lot of that was actually going and playing the these basic and, and difficult charts of things that, you know, I, it wasn't just going to the arcade and starting at 15s and going up, like actually playing easier songs.
2: Plus like you're also familiarizing yourself with the song and the sync, mm-hmm. like without actually having to try that hard to read it.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, lots of new content in cool. DDR. Um, should play DDR again. Yeah, you should. This If if you've kind of fallen off the wagon, which I don't know why you'd still be listening to the show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, me, hasn't been playing DDR because you've been playing Stepaniacs. Well, and, like, we'll find out. Like, I think the person behind Stepmaniacs is, like, just super inspiring and, like, fun to support. And I've gotten hundreds of hours of enjoyment on my machine, and I think that other people will once they get theirs, too. And we so, should have we should have a discussion with him yeah, at some point. So,
0: so let, kick it over to us. Yeah, <laughs> talking to Kyle
3: Ward. All right, everyone. Tonight on the Arrow panel, we are honored to have none other than Kyle Ward on the show, uh, and Kyle. Uh, I think I'd like you to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. All I'll say is you're responsible for so many fond memories in my childhood. Um, (laughs) Me as well. Thank you for that. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I'll just I'll I'll let you go ahead and introduce some of the stuff maybe you've worked on in the past, who you are, and uh, maybe what you hope to uh, get out of being on the show tonight.
4: (laughs) Sure, absolutely. So my name is Kyle Ward. Uh, I'm the founder and CEO of Step Revolution. Um, I've done a lot of different projects but let's see so uh obviously i was involved with the original in the groove team um i worked on pump it up pro with fun and motion um, i worked on i Dance 2 with positive gaming uh we produced uh re-rave with step evolution and then also <laughs> re-rave plus with step revolution <laughs> it's a little confusing uh, to tell you the truth, I forget about who I am these days too, but uh, I like music games. I like dance games and uh, I'm just as much of a player as anybody else, but I also just love trying to make new products and, and getting them out to the market where I I see, you know, obviously where people aren't doing it. So I like to, I like to help with that at least. So,
1: so yeah, we'd love to go into a, a deeper dive of, of history because, uh, you know, all, all of us, we were, we were all like, you know, super huge uh, in the groove fans yeah and so and so we'd love to hear like kind of the genesis story of in the groove like how did you get involved with the project and uh yeah. you know
2: who like how did it all how did it all start or just you know your general history with music games yeah you know like you don't <laughs> you have to start so with many. itg <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's>
4: true, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay well actually that's a that's a good place to start so yeah uh i i originally came in contact with uh with dance dance revolution obviously a, a long long time ago it's kind of funny when i think about it uh, i was heavy in the land party scene and i i did a lot of first person shooters but at the time a lot of people were sort of playing underground ddr at the time they were using wooden pads and at the time i didn't <laughs> actually know what it was and when i saw it I was intrigued by it, but I was also sort of like, I, I just, I didn't know if, I, if it was something that I could do. Um, so I didn't so really take first, it seriously. So your first
1: exposure wasn't at the arcade then? It was at uh, a LAN party?
4: No, actually, yeah. To, to tell you the truth, when I when I think about it, um, and a lot of times, you know, I tell people the arcade first, um, which I would say that's my main experience with it. But no, I, I actually saw sort of the underground scene sort of develop, you know, all the way back to something called Delight Delight Reduplication, which is a
2: very, oh, yeah, very, very old, old uh, I'm familiar with that. I totally agree with that.
4: <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, I, I saw it at the time, and, you know, I, I never tried it, but I, I was always intrigued by it, but I'd say where I really came in contact with it was when I was going to school up in Seattle, and um, I, I frequented GameWorks, and uh, at the time, you know, GameWorks was a, was a really great arcade, a really great location, and I, I just loved going there with friends and everything, and they had a DDR 3rd mix and a DDR USA, and that was actually my first experience with the game. I, 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 tried it. Uh, I think I tried USA first. Um, I mean, it was a solid 14 songs, so there wasn't a lot to try, but um, I started on beginner just like everybody else. And, and really what pulled me into it was the music. I just really loved the music in the game. And uh, so I started playing it and, and sure enough, you know, I started getting the time cards, uh, like two hour time cards to basically play it almost nonstop constantly, uh, almost every day after school. Uh, I just fell in love with it and I, I fell in love with third mix and, and USA equally and um, it sort of inspired me I guess to, to just really know that you know I, I love this concept and I'm just I, I'm blown away by it and I think it's fun for a lot of people and uh, you know and ever since then too you know I, I obviously graduated all the other mixes like fourth mix and fifth mix and max I remember everything about the, the history at the time in, in Seattle actually there was quite a big scene for it um, we were all really close up there and uh, to make it even more funny, uh, I I actually as soon as I started getting somewhat good at the game, I I stopped playing singles and I would only play doubles. And I just really enjoyed you know using two pads at once. And I think it originally started because I, I just liked creating attention. Yeah, it looks way more impressive. It does. It does, more impressive. it does. But it's also just more fun because back in back in the day, I just I really liked the patterns and I liked the movement and. Uh, it's funny. A lot of the the people, when they would have tournaments, you know, at, at different arcades and everything, I would always uh, elect to not actually go to the tournament, and I would go where the tournament wasn't, so that I could use the machine more often.
3: <laughs> See, now <laughs> so, you just sound like Chris for life. I'm just kidding, Chris. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, that's that's that's, that's it's, it's a perfectly reasonable that's course smart. of action. Yeah. I'm
2: I'm glad to hear that you started on third mix. That's that's where I started too, and I think that's oh,
4: this is such a great mix. I, I yeah. mean. It, there are so many, you know, hours, hours of entertainment could be done with that mix. And it just never got older. It, it was so much fun, really. What was and, your
2: favorite song from third
4: mix? Oh, man, that see, I knew you're gonna ask that. And uh, <laughs> it's always hard. yeah, it's always hard. Because, you know, <laughs> like, do you like the song for the steps? Or do you like it for the song? And for me, I always, you know, I would stomach through bad steps, uh, just because I like the song. And I was always like super addicted to that, um, bubblegum pop stuff. So I really liked, you know, yeah. like, I liked smile decay. I liked, uh, miss papaya. I liked, uh, I actually, a lot of the music from third mix. I, I just, I remember the song list uh, just in my head as we're talking about it. I mean, I'm, I liked all, like pretty much all the songs that were in it. There was only like maybe three or four that I never really liked playing, but, um, I mean, I, I loved, you know, entering the code for, for SSR, and, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like back, back in the day, it's just, you know, and, and the, the space needle, they also had a third mix and, um, you know, I, I eventually, uh, I actually learned to uh, appreciate fourth mix more afterwards, just cause I liked the amount of songs and I liked, I didn't like the interface, but I, I really, I liked the you know the amount of music that was in that machine more, um, which that was at a mall lo- uh, locally, which I, I believe became Round One uh, up the, in Seattle now today.
1: Oh, oh that's awesome! That's a so, wonderful fate. So,
4: yeah. so
0: speaking speaking of the music in the game, um, were you, were you making your own music at this point? Were you were you kind of inspired by DDR to start making music, or were you, had you already I, been making stuff before that?
4: Yeah, no. I so I I started making music actually before. Um, playing DDR, but I would say that my, uh, my interest obviously was in line with that because I always liked electronic music and sort of, if you go back to the nineties the period, I really liked like the Eurodance, the Euro trance, and, and really that sound of the period. Um, the late nineties and early two thousands, I still think today are, are some of the best, you know, music because it, it's just so, when you listen to it, it's just so different. Um, so many songs can, can sound, it, it's not like a, the same type of sound. It's like so many producers at the time were, doing different things. And I just thought all the songs had a really cool, uh, you know, essence to them. And so that's kind of what got me into electronic music and and sort of doing it as a hobby. And as I was going to school, I actually went to school for video production and, uh, I really didn't, I, I didn't expect to do anything with music at all. It was more just a hobby at that point. And I had fun just, you know, making songs on the side and, and, you know, I always had sort of a passion for, for music, but. Uh, my, my schooling was really in sort of video production and, and media arts. And so um, it all sort of blended together, though, because with the Art Institute, you know, it all really sort of becomes digital media today. So mm-hmm. Which um, is what I went to school for. Yeah. 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 And, yeah I mean, and that's a, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: I was going to say producing a video is not that different from producing a song. Right. You get you put stuff, you know, in order. And there's various tracks and such. It's like, I think producing anything is like producing anything else, if you really think about it.
4: Yep. I mean, it's especially when you start talking about like, you know, nonlinear at the time, you know, nonlinear editing was such a big deal for people. And they were still teaching us how to do linear editing, too, with the tapes and everything. And it's still valuable to know sort of how that stuff works and sort of the, the origin of it, I guess. But. Um, yeah, it, it all certainly relates. And when anyone talks about doing anything media related today, you know, it's it's all intertwined. In and whether it's YouTube, Facebook, streaming, it, it all relates. To, or just like what you guys are doing here with this podcast too. So, I mean. <laughs> yep. so
3: Kyle, I want to fast forward to in the groove, um, yeah, so... since it is like where I think all of us probably heard started hearing about <laughs> who you were. Mm-hmm. Um, what like? So I know Stepmania was already. We can skip like the Stepmania history. I think that's probably done a whole other podcast. Um, I think once Stepmania was established, what kind of paved the way for in the group? Was it like a lot of the same people who built Stepmania getting together, deciding they wanted to make some kind of arcade solution? Was it like something you saw that was missing from DDR that want, like made you want to like pursue that? Um, tell us more about like the, the concept of ITG and um,
2: kind of, you know, how it came, how, yes. like, how did it even happen? Right? Yeah. Like, how, yeah, like sure. a personal story yeah. with you and you and uh, Chris, Chris Danford. Yeah. And, people like that.
4: So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, going right into that, uh, I sort of came into it because Chris and I were friends. Chris at the time was going to University of Washington. I was going to the Art Institute and I started, you know, talking to him on and off and we would get together and actually play DDR all the time. We'd do, you know, we'd play third mix and and Alderwood Mall probably up in Seattle was one of the places we'd love to go. It had a fourth mix machine up there and I would always bribe the arcade attendants to to turn up the volume as loud as possible. Uh, I mean, it was, to the point that it was deafening oh, when you put in a coin. It. it was we we still do that. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. But I mean, you're playing the game, and the music is so loud that you can you barely hear what's anything that's going on. And and I remember at the time at the mall. And sorry if I'm going too slow with this, but I just remember it all so so well. Uh, we would go to that that Alderwood Mall, and there was a food court there and we would have that fourth mix so loud that you could almost hear it outside to where the mall <laughs> entrance awesome. was. And it's like, you know, you put in a coin and you just cover your ears cause it was so, so loud. And I think <laughs> Chris was sort of sad. embarrassed sometimes, <laughs> but, yeah. um, and what's okay. So what, what's funny is, uh, so we started talking at the time and, and Chris sort of connected with, um, uh, people in, in Austin, Texas at the time, of course, you know, rocks or games and, They sort of had a knack of sort of taking projects or or you know freeware type things or sort of low budget type of uh, titles and turning them into arcade releases. And at the time, um, I think that even though we were playing fourth mix, you know, extreme was out uh, for a while, and uh, we were close friends with a lot of the Portland community too. And what actually happened is uh, some community members in Portland had written a letter to Konami and. Uh, there was, you know, a rumor at the time that Extreme was going to be the last mix um, because mm-hmm. it basically there was a lot of taglines like "We're starting over" or "You know, thank you for playing," sort of like the things you see at the end of a series. And so, yeah. uh, some of the community members uh, down in Portland, um, I think Tyler Harding was one of them, which his name—he's uh, a very, very old school player. Um, some people probably don't even know who he is today, but he wrote a letter and. Uh, the interesting part was uh, I, I know a lot of people that have tried to write letters or, or communicate with uh, Konami in Japan. And uh, they actually wrote back uh, and they basically said that it, this they didn't intend to release another arcade dance dance revolution after Extreme. And so wow when, wow. when we saw that, I mean, bear, bear in mind, there were some other things that they, you know, some general PR stuff too that was said that obviously didn't sound so negative, but in, in a sense, when you read it, it basically came across as we're not making any more arcade DDR. Sorry. Thank you for playing. Huh. That's so... crazy.
2: Cause that's the first time I've, I've heard that it was ever, Confirm, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we all I, thought it, 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 for sure. in
4: fact, I really wish we had a copy of that letter like, you know A picture of it or something um, so that it would which we could share um, I unfortunately I don't have that because I didn't think it was a big deal at the time I mean, I thought it was a big deal, but I didn't think it would be a piece of history or something <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So um, So that kind of made us all sad obviously and so when you think about ITG uh, What what we were was a, a group of players because um, at the time obviously, you know, Chris and myself uh, then there there were some other people from Seattle like Chris Foy and and uh, then we got together with the people in Texas and they we sort of a- assembled a small team all around the U.S. and and actually one of the guys was in Canada too I think uh, what was his name uh, MJ actually the guy who MJ, did a lot yeah. of the double exactly. steps um, yeah he, so, he did some crazy patterns he did <laughs> he, he did absolutely that was you crazy know. as Foy though. Yeah, Foy was known for really pushing the limits with the charts. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot of his charts that remain on on uh, some of the machines up in Seattle. I think that they recently sold at an auction or something. But he would always make some some crazy uh, some steps to like things like dropout, and he would he would name them different sort of categories for things. And at the time, um, GPF Lith was also a very very big player up in Seattle for for Team Seattle, sort of the leader. And so. Um, But, but yeah, Foy was basically known for making a lot of the steps that would, that would push limits. But, um, so in a sense, what happened is we, we just loved, you know, obviously playing dance games in the arcade and we were just really sad to see them, see them go away or hear that they were going to go away or basically have no hope that there would be another version after extreme. And so, you know, we waited a little bit and waited and it just didn't seem like anything was coming. And so. We started thinking to ourselves, you know what? We we need to do something to keep this going because you know we love this game, we love this concept, and we don't want to see it die. And yeah, uh,
2: well, you know, that's amazing.
4: Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. And so um, that's to, to be honest, that was sort of the general wave of, of of ITG and sort of what we were we were really dance game enthusiasts. and, You know, specifically a lot of us for DDR, but some of us had played. <clears throat> excuse me. Some of us had played Pump. Some of us had played. Uh, Techno motion was another game at the time, which was uh, it, it wasn't really well received by a lot of people. But you know, it was another game; it was another option. <laughs> You're too nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, every game has its strengths, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, and actually, what's funny is originally when we started talking about like the ITG concept, and, and when I say we, basically, you know, like the Rocks are collective, and then all all the you know the rest of us as players. We we wanted ITG to really be a, an upgrade kit to Technomotion because we wanted to do nine hmm. panel at the time. But, Interesting. Uh, yeah, and and we we thought it was easily accessible too, just based on the hardware when we when we took a look at it more. But um, we didn't know no, on...
3: when I think nine panel, I think easily accessible.
4: No, <laughs> <laughs> no I meant the hardware, like the actual I'm concept no, of I'm nine joking. panel is not easily accessible. No. no.
3: Um, <laughs> I um, thank thanks so much for sharing. I I want to make sure we ha- we have so many listener questions. I want to make sure we get to um, ask ask you a few more before we're out of time.
4: Yeah, yeah. L- but, let uh, me let me speed. Yeah, this, please
3: finish this thought.
4: Yeah, I'll speed this up as soon as possible. <laughs> sorry. Um, no, it's but totally fine. We originally uh, so we wanted to make it as an upgrade kit to techno cabinets because of all the the theoretical you know options that we could do. But we realized that there just weren't enough technomotion cabinets in the world to really consider uh, to to be worth our while. I think there were at the time there were like 34 or something in in the entire area in the U.S. So oh it just wouldn't be making sense, you know, to, to to make a project and then not see it do well. So, so I guess you know to answer your question, sort of ITG was sort of born on on the fact of. We were enthusiasts, we loved playing in the arcades, and we wanted to see the arcade continue. And sort of, yeah. you know, some of the concepts that ended up getting into Stepmania, too, like the mines, and, and even things like the Toasty. The Toasty occurred uh, because of a Mortal Kombat machine that was actually totally. behind that uh, fourth mix machine in the, in the Alderwood Mall. <laughs> um, so I remember, you know, going home after we would do a lot of play sessions with Chris, and I would tell him about features or ideas I had, uh, right down to the mines, too. Uh, originally, that you know, obviously got ported into StepMania. So anyway, a lot of the features that we wanted to put into in the groove actually would make it into StepMania as well at the same time. And it was, uh, you know, Chris was very active with the development, and then Glenn's another guy that you know a lot of people don't know Glenn, but he he is actually his background was a as was Pump It Up to tell you the truth, and he hmm. became hmm. sort of the StepMania right hand man. Uh, most of the code that you see that is StepMania today is contributed by Glenn and he is just a mastermind. I don't know anyone that can program like that guy. He's just amazing at what he does. He's really good. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that's, that's awesome. kind of a summary of how it started. Yep. Super appreciated. Dude. Thanks for sharing.
3: Um, yeah. I want to kick it to another uh, panel member to sure. kind of lead us down another path. Sure.
1: Well, I, I was just kind of wondering like did the, you know, the, the success of in the groove, did you, did you expect it to to be anywhere as successful as it ended up being?
4: No, not at all. To tell you the truth, you know, it was just a group of like seven of us and, we originally, you know, we started just showing it or, or I feel so bad for the, the the manager at Illusions at the time. Illusions was the arcade up in Seattle. Uh, he he was just so nice because he let us just sort of take over his his Disney rave machine. The first <laughs> in the groove machine that ever existed was was actually a Disney, a converted Disney rave machine. Oh wow! That's and crazy. and uh, so we would go to that arcade and and there were so many things that we would do to that machine and it you know, we we'd break it <laughs> we'd leave and it just it seemed like you know it just the guy was phenomenal with the trusting us with stuff. I remember we tried to originally run. ITG on Windows first. And that was a horrible idea because of registry errors and things that happened yeah. with arcades. I, I, I think I've seen a picture of like <laughs> yeah. a
0: candy, a candy cab that was running Windows and had like a metal pad attached to it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. that we're... Yeah, but, but Illusions was so great to us because they they were really our first location where, where things happen. And then, you know, to answer your question, uh, In the Groove One took so long. We'd always joke around because we'd be changing steps or changing something with the game. and. When you look back at it it's it's just it it doesn't look very good it looks like crap like some like just even the way the combo looks and the way the game and art it was pretty at... web
2: 2.0 I thought. well oh. you know
4: it's like i it was definitely
2: you know it was different and i <laughs> I, I, I think every, everyone knows like when you look at itg1 and itg2 the difference is just yeah it's insane you know yeah. light years ahead you know Yeah.
0: absolutely yeah. And so, actually, uh, Ryan McKenna, Plague Fox had just said on Twitter today that uh, today is the 14th anniversary of ITG's original arcade release. No yeah, kidding. Yeah, wow. I saw yeah, that so too. This is...
3: That's
2: perfect. This is... We so... planned that perfectly, like yeah. on purpose, completely on purpose. Totally. totally. totally I knew planned.
4: you guys. I knew you guys did. That's. But...
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny that you mention uh, breaking illusions machines because I feel like a lot of us probably have experience breaking ITG machines. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, a- you know, absolutely. hacking them. Big well, yes,
0: yeah. so so, I mean, I'm sure you've seen kind of what the the ITG community has, like the direction that they've taken the game now. Like, so what do you, what do you think about that? Um, with For all me, the the modding and chart, you know, really hard charts and things like that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's you know what's important to me is just people having fun, and so. I think one of the things that ITG gave people was sort of standardization, and I think that mm-hmm. unfortunately, with all the modding and things that people do today, um, not just from a hardware perspective, but you know, people have different concepts of like you know what the actual difficulty levels are. People, you know, have different syncs on different machines, and it makes it just so hard to get a consistent experience from machine to machine. And I mm-hmm. think, uh, you know, back in the if if you played ITG in the original days. Uh, even if it wasn't perfect, we we definitely had a consistency between all the machines that you could expect right. when you played it. And I think that unfortunately today, a little, you know, that, that has kind of gone away obviously. And, and it, do, it's not to, in a negative sense either. I mean, people are doing what they are to, to keep the game going and progressing it. And it's really cool to see some of the stuff that people have done with the themes and, and, you know, just the innovation that, you know, we, we wish we could have done, or, you know, that maybe we didn't even think of, and it's, When I just look at some of the stuff that people do, especially with like the, you know, the modded songs and stuff um, now uh, that people are doing, it's just insane and it's just really cool. But I mean, to summarize though, I just, what I really like seeing is just, you know, that people can still use it to have fun and, you know, no matter what it is or what style of play they like to do, um, as long as they're having fun and and there's benchmarks, you know, for them and and their friends, uh, that's, that's really what it's all about. And that's, was kind of the vision for the game to begin with. So. It's just kind of nice to see that to see that go on and, and see people, you know, stepping up to do that at tournaments and everything too. So it was you were
2: talking about standardization, and I think when I heard about the Step Maniacs project, uh, that was one of the things I was excited about because I kind of feel, uh, you know, when, when I think about the ITG scene right now, I'm like, the thing that makes me not care about it as much is. The, the lack of standardization. And I, I was really excited when I heard about Step Maniacs because it was coming from you. And I, I, I know that based on ITG1 and ITG2 that you care about things like that. And having, you know, having like all the machines sync the same way and all the steps be the same. And, you know, I, I think it really does give people like targets to shoot for and it's like a a nice shared experience
4: yeah it's it's absolutely important you know when you're when you're comparing your scores with your friends or people around the world or something people need to have access to exactly the same thing in order to you know create sort of a benchmark or you know any sort of competition level and it's uh it's definitely the essence of of any sort of game because you definitely need that otherwise you can't really make any comparisons the same way um you can try but it's just not the same and and I think that's sort of, you know, that's that's a secret sauce for any sort of game of any type is it? there has to be a standardization that people are And, and the thing is, is everyone doesn't necessarily have to agree on it. There are things that maybe you don't like or things that you wish that were improved. But the, the, and the, at the end of the day, what's important is that it's the same for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we had a, a listener
0: question uh, sure. here from uh, Telpirion at Renashta on Twitter. Um, he says, "I want to hear a little bit about the period between ITG and Step Maniacs, um, your your <laughs> other projects in there. So, how did your vision evolve? Uh, how did your other rhythm game projects like influence Step Maniacs?"
3: And he specifically he specifically alludes to the video of an early Rave prototype with a free form mat sensor, which may <laughs> jog your memory.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh man, that that is such a broad question because I mean that's so many years. But um, I would Let's say with- to, like.
3: Ninety seconds. <laughs> I'll, I'll,
4: yeah,
3: I'll, I'll try joking. my best. No, no, no. But actually, but I'm joking. Um,
4: but actually, so with within the groove, I think we were sort of at a different time with the project because for us, we wanted to push the limits and keep things going. Um, I think that you know that that obviously did really well for what the IG, ITG spirit was. Um, with with Pump It Up Pro after that, um, I, it, which is funny because a lot of people think that 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 project wouldn't have happened, but even if we would have had in the group three, Pump It Up Pro actually still would have happened anyway um, because Andomero had come to us at the ASI show, actually the last ASI show where in the group two was shown. And they wanted a version of Pump It Up that was more accessible to people or to the U.S. market. And so uh, you know, the vision with Pump It Up Pro wasn't necessarily the same as it was with ITG. What we were trying to do there is basically make the game more inviting to people and make it easier for them to use because a lot of people had this this sort of, uh, I don't know if it's uh, uh, like stigma, or like they, they just weren't interested in five panel after they tried four panel. And some of that's still true today a little bit, I think, because it depends on what game you start on, whether or not if you start on five panel or four panel, you prefer one or the other. But the what we really tried to do with Pump It Up Pro was we cleaned up the interface, we made it easy to use, and we made it familiar to people that were familiar with in the groove. And I think we really did a good job with that because uh, there were a lot of advancements that were done to the Pump It Up series at the time. I mean, things like buttons never existed before <laughs> Pump It Up Pro. Yeah,
3: crazy to me as a non-pump player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. And. Uh, you know things like welded back bars that didn't even uh that wasn't a thing with pump either until uh pump it up pro um yeah they were screwed in yeah the w- screws always came loose oh, is that even yeah and 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 <laughs> there you know there's some reasons behind why they did things that way and i understand that but the the, the bottom line is is yeah it just wasn't it wasn't as good right it, it just over time it would break and it just wasn't a good design and people thought it was cheap and and really it just they started doing that just for shipping reasons but even so my point being is that the, the Pro Series really sort of, I feel, introduced a lot of things to the Pump It Up series at the time that sort of, you know, advanced it a little bit. And at the time, there was a lot of hesitation, obviously, with, with pump players. And um, if I look back at any sort of trend with all the projects that we've done, uh, every single project has, has upset some group of players. And I'm not really sure why sometimes, but (laughs) like, you know, People don't like change. They they don't. Absolutely. It's a
1: very passionate group of people too.
4: Absolutely. And, and, you know, being music game players, we all know each other and we have for over the years, but everyone is super passionate and, and you know, that's, and that's what it is. It's just passion among people, but you know, from everything that we've done, it's, you know, within the group, we made a lot of obviously DDR players unhappy with pro, we made a lot of pump players unhappy with with re rave. Uh, we we kind of pissed off multiple people, like the like Technica and that liked Osu and and uh, and Elite Beat Agents. So you know, no one knew who to be pissed off at. <laughs> and and uh, so uh, you know, I guess one one thing it's taught you though is with every project, you just have to have sometimes you know thick skin because you'll hear all kinds of things and, and see things. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've seen things in forums and stuff like, you know, I hate Kyle Ward. His music is crap. Everything he does sucks. <laughs> and it's, you know, that's, that's fine. And I mean, I can, I can certainly take that feedback from people and um, and it really, it's just, you know, they're, they're just passionate about what they like and you know, that there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, going back to your, the question uh, every single project we've done, I think has accomplished a new goal. And the thing I'm probably most proud about is, no matter what, we've we've created we've created some press and we've done some things and we've pushed the limits a little bit further and and innovated things with every little project. You know, every single fork of StepMania, uh, right down to when we did Pro uh, after ITG, we advanced the StepMania engine too. And there were things added to the StepMania engine that that progressed it. And uh, you know, right down to StepManiacs today, StepMania never had touch support. And you're starting to see people be interested in touch support now. And and other things that we're introducing, you know, back to the engine again. And so, uh, I I'm sort of proud of that. And I think that uh, it, it's just a good feeling to see that stuff progresses over time. And and you know, sort of remember all the times that and all the did long development hours, <laughs> doing all that <laughs> stuff too. So
1: that was, a, that was such a nice timeline. I loved I love the transition from from Rave to Step Maniacs.
4: Yeah. And the uh,
2: the ASI that I think that was ASI two thousand six. Yes. Yes, and I, I was there, and I actually met you there. Except that's right, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, and um, you
4: you were playing Supernova,
2: right? Yeah, and Konami was there, and yep. so it was kind of like a, of like a portentous event, I think, <laughs> in, in, in the scene. Yep. <laughs> so, so, well, so, Kyle, do you see do you see Step
0: Maniacs as, as kind of what all your other projects, sort of between ITG and now, were working towards, or is it just kind of another? stepping stone or, or just another thing. Like, nice do, do, pun, Dalton. <laughs> uh, or, do, I mean, do you, do you see step maniacs as, as kind of something bigger than, than all your other sort of in between projects?
4: No, I do. I, uh, so the way I describe it to people is step maniacs is sort of like a mature version of basically everything that came before. it. And I, I know I used like, I think I used a power Rangers reference at one point, which geez, um, <laughs> I said it was like a Megazord of everything. Um, but, um, you know, I think, you know, when we look at ITG, there's a lot of things that we got wrong. I mean, a lot of people like to think it was a, I mean, it, it was a huge success, absolutely. But, you know, when you look back at it for new players and intermediate players, it was a complete disaster. Uh, you know, when when people accidentally enter the mod menu, I mean, there's n- <laughs> no hope for those poor beginner players because they, they yeah, look at it's all a those wall options. Text. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's a wall of text and it's completely awful. And at the time, you know, we thought it was a great idea. But when you look at it and you see new players Players try to use it. It was a horrible idea, and and I, we really missed the ball with the, the new and the intermediate players with that project. With pro, I think that we we did it sort of a better job of of introducing new people to things. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people criticized some of the steps that we did um, because they, they didn't have as many turns as you know standard pump steps do, like m runs and things like that. Which we did have that stuff, but we intentionally made some of the songs or authored some of the songs, like like Shusha is a good example of that. Uh, it didn't really have any sort of complex pump turns or elements to it. And that was because we knew that four panel players that were going to be p- playing pro weren't going to be experienced with those motions or those moves. So they would be discouraged. So we, what we wanted to do is bring a familiar song in there with something that they could play uh, and, and still have fun with. And and so, you know, I think we did a really good job with the intermediate and and the, the easy aspect uh, for players with that game and, and I think, you know, Rerave is a whole different beast because with that game, you know, we were so happy with creating a concept where it didn't involve any overlapping of any kind, which anyone that knows music games um, and sort of the legality behind music games, uh, it, it's very hard to make a, a music game project uh, when you're restricted by so many, you know, legal patents, unfortunately. And Rerave uh, forced us to think outside of the box and do something a little bit different. And you know, I know that there's a lot of players that enjoyed that game still today. Um, and it, for a lot of people that would try it, it was really hard because you know, it was like, it's almost like speaking another language when you're used to overlapping objects and now you're suddenly faced to learn a new reading format that is completely different. Um, but you know, Step Maniacs, I think it's sort of the pinnacle of everything because we learned a lot from the UI with Rerave we learned a lot about, you know, the, the making things easy and approachable with Pro. We learned about some of the expert stuff uh, that is def- definitely needed with ITG and pushing the limits. Although, you know, we didn't introduce it at first with Step Maniacs. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to help out with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, but, you know, I, Cough, I think. blood rush. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But I think we've done a really when you look at the project in whole, it's got like a sort of a piece of all of those projects right down to some of the songs and the song list that appeared in all of those. And so it's really just kind of great to see that. And uh, I honestly, you know, I've done all these projects over the years, but, you know, I'm confident in saying that, you know, I think Step Maniacs may be the last project that I do because I'm I, I see it going on for a very, very long time with as much interest as there is in it. And I, I think <laughs> it's, it's awesome. really hitting so many good points.
2: So awesome. We hope yeah. so too. Yeah. yeah it, I, it seems like the, with step maniacs. I feel like because you are clearly so dedicated to this, and you have the means of doing this independently, basically. I think that it's if you if you think about it, Konami and Andamiro and everyone else who's making music games, they might eventually change their tune and decide not to do it, but you could just keep doing it forever. So it's possible that Step Maniacs could actually be the last dance yeah. game standing. standing.
3: Yeah, that's totally true.
2: And, yeah. uh, oh, sorry, go ahead,
3: James.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, like one of the uh, the biggest complaints that we have about Konami and DDR is just that it's kind of like a faceless corporation.
3: Yeah, Waldgarden. Waldgarden, you know, uh, garden, you know yeah.
1: they have no really interaction with the... Uh, the community itself, like through through various limited
2: means, sometimes, but um, they can they can learn a lot from a lot of different yeah, game companies. Yeah,
1: I just think yeah. that that's one of the things that really attracts me to your project is that um, it seems to be a you know like a very fan run project. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's more personal. More personal, yeah. yeah. It's a small, you know, you're running a small company. Um, and But you know, doing you, big things. Yeah, but doing big <laughs> things. And you're willing to talk to us, you know, a couple of, a couple of losers on a podcast. <laughs> no. So we think that's we just think that that's like a huge step forward for Definitely. the whole industry.
4: No, I mean, um, I, mean I, I appreciate that. I mean, I think, you know, when you, when you become a big corporation, which it, it eventually happens to a lot of companies over time. But a lot of times what happens is the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And things become, you know, purely financial decisions at that point which, you know, any sort of corporate atmosphere it is always about, you know, the financials and and basically money at that point. And so, you know, we we can't blame some of these other companies for doing some of the things that they do as players, you know, and it's it's hard for me sometimes too because the, the one thing that, you know, the the position that I'm in today is I have to be sort of that the the corporate, you know, business mindset, but at the same time I'm also a player and I understand the details that matter and and the things that, that people, you know, what's important for people and, and you know, different aspects of stuff. But, you know, sometimes, you know, it's uh, it's just difficult because it's like a scale that you can't ever you, you can't ever win with one or the other. You have to sort of make calls in different, different directions. And I'm thankful that, yes, that we're able to do that. And yeah, I, a lot of times I've been telling people that, you know, we're trying to maintain sort of a traditional uh, dance game with, with what we've done with step maniacs. And it really feels good to sort of return to it, you know, after everything we did with, with re for a while. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I think it's just good to have options too. And no matter what happens with the other companies or the other products, um, I'm sure that they'll find a way to continue or, or something will happen, um, that, you know, at least, you know, the, the, the true followers will, will be able to latch onto, but you know, regardless, we are another option for people. And I think that's what the market needs, and that's why I fight so hard for this stuff all the time. And, and that's yeah. why I'm kind of absolutely. insane because I just think in, I think options are good.
2: Yeah, and like like we we're talking about ASI. Like the more the more stuff happens, the more stuff happens, right? Yes. <laughs> like <the, laughs> totally. you you've got this going on, and other people will will respond by saying things like, "Oh, I could I could do something like this too," and then they'll they'll do it, and then yeah. who knows what, what Konami and yeah. Andamiro will sure. do when they look look at these projects? Yeah, so.
3: absolutely. Uh, there are actually, you know, you alluded to like this idea of, um, you know, uh, almost like a, you kind of alluded to like a pendulum, you didn't use that word exactly, but I think that that's, uh, ties in two listener questions really well. Um, and I, so I want to read both and I think it's, they both touch on the same thing. So let's, I want to hear your perspective on this. So the first is from Watson, uh, AKA at young Junatham on Twitter. Um, and he writes, Many DDR players got into dance games by growing up with home console releases. Uh, but these home accessible solutions no longer exist today. Do you see step maniacs as a means to uh, help revive extra gaming, encourage more accessibility for a mass audience, uh, your long-term goals and visions to help do this. So that's one, right? Then JJK, uh, at JJK All Day, uh, where do you see dance game eSports going from here? It's clear that there's a growing demand from players to see more legitimized eSports scene, which is awesome. How will Step Maniacs further that? So I think this is really interesting. Uh, there's really interesting dichotomy here where it's like, you know, one, one listener is asking about the home accessibility and another is asking about the tournament structure, eSports. They're connected, uh, though. They're totally connected. We need to have a large funnel so people are interested and end up, you know, a small percentage end up getting really, really good. Um, And hopefully everybody stays competitive, right? Um, That's our hope in this room. Um, But not sure what yours is, Kyle. But yeah, we'd love to hear your take on kind of like, where you see Stepmaniacs um, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, how is it more accessible? How is it promoting uh, dance game esports? What are your thoughts on these two spheres of influence? I guess for for the product that is Stepmaniacs.
4: Right. Yeah. Uh, so you know, consumer access to a product is super super important, and and we really learned that uh, with with ITG to some extent because we sort of did things backwards, unfortunately, because we. Uh, in, in some ways though it's actually good otherwise we would have probably not gotten as far as we did um, but uh, I think for people to be able to play at home or have access to stuff like you know console games I think it's super important because you, that's how you, you reach sort of you know people wanting to have fun with it and not necessarily the competitive side of things but people if you don't have something that's reasonable uh, price for people they, they just they can't experience it and and even, you know, the biggest problem we have today is just sort of the state of the amusement scene. You know, it, everyone yeah. is not going to experience a dance game in an arcade as much as they would have maybe 10 years ago. And it's just because, you know, arcades in America, for instance, are basically Dave and Buster's in round one. They're basically ran right. by that although, large corporation. Um,
2: although round one's making pretty big expansions. So. Ab-
4: absolutely. And that, that I didn't mean that as a yeah. negative thing at all. I'm just saying that. Uh, You know, it's, it's, you know, back in the day we had mall arcades, we had, uh, you know, like more family fun centers, we had other type of venues, um, which there's still some of those that exist today. Um, but, uh, so, you know, how does that tie into the consumer level? It's super important that people can, can approach this stuff and be able to play it at home. And you know, one of the things that I constantly try to do with just our pad hardware, um, or the stages. Is that, you know, I know that the, the prices that we're offering are not necessarily affordable for everyone out there. And there are things that, you know, that, that we and ideas that we have to try to improve that. You know, some people have asked for like leasing or, you know, sort of payment plans. Some people have asked, you know, for trying to get a, a product down in, in cost. And we're really trying to explore all those options. But um, for us, the, the demand is also just so insane at the same time that yeah. it's like every time we turn around to try to do something, Uh, I, I have to basically, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize, but all the stages that get shipped out to people, I'm, I'm in a shop actually, uh, you know, boxing those up, testing things, uh, emailing people, uh, you know, any sort of support questions that they have, I'm sort of doing all that. And some people will say, well, why do you do all that? Uh, the reason why is because of of the cost. We, if we, if we didn't do it this way, we wouldn't be able to keep the cost at where it is, even though it seems expensive right now. It's just, it's not realistic, you know, for us to be able to, you know, charge maybe two grand for, for a stage for people to buy at home. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a good approachable uh, consumer product because of the the price. So it, to, to basically combat that, what what we are doing is looking at, you know, some designs and some ways to utilize what we've done in sort of a lower cost uh, solution. And we're sort of having to be forced to do that too, based on like what's going on with the economy right now with steel and aluminum and importing yeah. stuff. And it, so, uh, I guess in summary for the consumer question, uh, we are trying to do what we can to make the game more accessible for, uh, for people that, are, that aren't as fortunate with being able to spend that much. And, and that is important to me. And I continually try to find ways to do that. And I'm confident going forward, we'll figure out ways to make, you know, less expensive version of the pad, um and and it just it takes time at the same time as we're you know we're trying to get everything else out that we've already done um but I, I believe it will grow and i believe we'll find ways to be able to do it for less cost there's no doubt about it and then on the other side of the spectrum for the competitive esport people um you know i know that there is a i know immediately when i played these games too that there is a huge draw for competition and and esports uh and uh just uh, friendly ranking amongst people around the world with these, with these games. Um, and, uh, part of what needs to be done with that is trying to get the game, not just a, 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 in the sense of a game, it needs to become more of like a, a sport that's taken seriously. And, and we took steps towards doing that in 2006, uh, with ITG actually, because there was a time, a brief moment where it was an acceptable sport in Norway. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't really get followed up at the time uh, because of what happened, uh, with the fate of the ITG series. But, uh, you know, what really needs to be done is, is approaching some of the fitness companies and the people yeah. that, that take sporting events serious. And, uh, in order to do that, there are things that have to be done with the games as well, um, because, uh, companies like that don't want to just view a product as a video game at that point, it's more of a, it needs to be more serious for a sport, you know, things like heart rate start to matter. Things like the appearance of a product, or like you know, not relying on on people just spending coins on the game. Uh, it, there's things that need to be done in order to push that further. And so, you know, one of the things I think we're doing with Step Maniacs is we're really trying to approach that that fitness and even the school market to try to get people to take it more seriously. It, it isn't just a video game that people are spending you know dollars on here and there, or or just yeah, you know buying really it at their house. What what it is is a, a fitness tool. And and a way that people just like any other sport, you know, people are, are benchmarking themselves against others around the world. And so, uh, you know, I've done what I can even with meetings with some of the some of which I mean, I can't mention some of those companies yet because you know some of them have been good meetings. Some of them have been challenging meetings. Um, but, you know, either way, it's it's all progression forward as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's awesome,
1: hey, man. So yeah. Just throwing throwing this out there. Have you thought about opening an amusement uh, chain? An, an amusement? Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs>
4: like Set maniacs <laughs> arcades? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, that's what I want to see.
4: <laughs> it's uh, it's an interesting idea, but I think, uh, you know, is I think it's it's difficult because if you just have one product. Uh, I think it's kind of difficult to rent out a whole space and then have, have one product sitting yeah. in that
3: part. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you just got... have eight products.
1: <laughs> oh, you got Stemaniacs, you got Rays, you got, uh, you know, plus Arcade. Yeah. The... I,
4: I <laughs> don't know I want to mention... play that. That would be there for that. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I,
2: I did want to mention though, cause when, when Omid was talking about esports, uh, and, uh, he, he brought up JJK's question, um, uh, you started talking about how you wanted it to be considered uh, a real sport and how things happen in Norway and such. Uh, the world right now is is quite different in the sense that like actual video games are pretty big now. Yeah, they and are. you have Link Le- you have League of Legends, you got you got the fighting game scene. Dota you got... two has like twenty-five million dollar. Yeah, exactly. This so I, I I think thing? that it, it might be worth considering that even if people do look at it as a video game that's nothing there's nothing wrong no, with that
4: no there's absolutely nothing wrong with that i think the biggest problem and here's the biggest challenge really for that that type of audience is the games that you know like league of legends it's really the numbers and the, and the draw of people and when we yeah. think about music games, they are, you know, they are a niche type of situation. That's and, true. Definitely. And it, what we need to do, which sort of indirectly relates to the consumer level or or the approachable aspect, is making it easy to use and easy to understand. And so um, a lot of the meetings that I've had with some of these companies, that those are positive points that they actually do like about the Step Maniacs product is, is uh, you know, and going right back to sort of the inspiration that I have, because I, I still draw a lot of the inspiration from those original you know, third mix, fourth mix days that I was talking about in the in the beginning of the interview. Um, if you look back at those games in comparison to what we have today, and, and and even you know if we if we consider pump it up in this as well as DDR A, uh, it, it's I don't I don't honestly feel it's as approachable and easy to use for these new types of people in comparison to these what the older mixes were. If yeah. you it's help. absolutely not. No,
0: if pe- you... pe- pe- people go up and try and like they don't understand the EMUs thing and, and exactly the, the menus
2: are very You used confusing. to be able to just put a coin in and press the button and it would
4: start, <laughs> right? Exactly. I remember uh, playing a, a game of DDR 2013 at one point at some location, and uh, I was able to start the game somehow into doubles mode without actually paying. And then what happened is it dumped me back into the attract, uh, yep. where <laughs> I, could, oh God, I, mean, I couldn't even there. play so it's have you have you played ace Kyle yeah you know what I have not actually played it but I have been around it to see people playing it um, and oh. it, uh, I I so I haven't actually experienced it myself but I really like the direction they've taken with it in comparison to like 2013 and 2014 oh yeah the it's Hughes so much better oh so much Big better time. but yeah. you know going back to what we were saying i think that all the dance games still and every music game to a sense has a problem with with uh, new people trying to approach them and use them and, and That's i think that like. contributes to the low numbers that use them unfortunately i so, think we
2: all agree with that yeah, yeah
3: i've i basically like i i don't know like i won't take too much time on this but basically like i i've put it down like my theory is there's there's people in two camps there's the new people who find the motion super impressive like for yes. example anybody who's never seen ddr they see chris chike play they're like Oh my God, look at, look at his feet, like look at his body. He's like barely, he's like barely moving, but he's doing everything. It's insane. Right. Yeah. And then the people like us, uh, the five of us who who are talking together right now, like we only really care about like, how many Marvelous are you getting? Like, how many perfects are you getting? Like, we want to see like perfection, right? We want to see that MFC. We want to see that hundred percent, that quad star, whatever. Yes. We want to see that technical skill. Right. So it's like, it's really hard to find that gray area. That's including everybody and it's exciting. Yeah, it requires, I think Kyle's theater. I think requires, Kyle's also talking about yeah. the UI. Definitely,
4: yeah, uh, it's like a huge, huge 100%. thing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, the UI, sure, and, and, sure. and it's like, it's sort of like what you're saying too. You know, when a common person walks up and sees the game, when they see like a combo going up oh you know they're focusing on the combo they don't even know really what perfect or or marvelous or fantastic right. yeah. means
3: yep so exactly uh, like oh my god he has a 600 combo it, it, <laughs> like, exactly. or,
4: or, or it's even worse when they go oh he has 120
0: combo it's like, it's like this, exactly that's nothing it, it doesn't
3: matter So, to, <laughs> but,
4: but to answer your question you know roger like what you were saying is to get the game more at the level of these other games is it has to be approachable and we have to get the numbers up uh, to the point that more people care about it. And yeah, And yeah, that's totally. that's really what we're working to try to do. And and um I think that Step Maniacs has a good approach with it because uh what we've tried to do is try to make a universal experience, whether or not it's in the arcade, whether or not it's you know at at a you know a, a church or a, a school or a, I mean, a yeah. fitness yeah, center. I,
0: like I, I, I was first exposed to DDR through well, my rather my brother was at a church event of just a home pad yep. set uh, hooked up to a PS two. So it's like to be able to have, you know, that ex- level of accessibility is, is really important for yeah. discoverability of, of new people being able to find it. And 100% make, agree. Yeah. Absolutely,
4: and we, we've had a lot of success with YMCA's. I mean, it, here at the end of September- Which uh, is great. We'll have another YMCA in, in uh, Illinois, actually, that that just purchased uh, Step Maniacs all in one machine. And so, you know, we're, we're getting awesome. those to different locations. And, and th- this is a good example of, like, when people tell me, you know, like, what do we do if there's not any arcades anymore? When, I bet that anyone can name, uh, you know, community centers around them, like within five miles uh, of, of where you actually yeah. are at this moment, whether or not that's a YMCA or a fitness center or, uh, you know, some kind of uh, local center where people go, uh, the, that hasn't left. And, you know, even though arcades are not what they used to be, people still go out, people still like to have fun, and people like to meet other people. And, you know, dance games are are a part of that. And I think that's that's still where they belong. And it's, you know, even if you, we play them at home, they really shine in a public place where people can meet each other and, and just, you know, sort of make friends and have fun. So. Um, so, Kyle,
3: yes, I want to talk to you. Uh, I want to ask you at least one. I want to ask at least one in the weeds submaniax question, because I think it'd be interesting to get your perspective as you are kind of the you know, you're 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 at the top of the food chain here in seven land. So uh, I I know what my answer is to this question, but I'm curious about how you think about um, charting in step maniacs. It is five panel. There is a center panel with the four arrows, which makes it much more difficult and much different than just four panel uh, play. So, what are what do you think are the hardest parts about designing a chart for step maniacs play? Um, and what do you think are like the hardest things to like like the hardest bad habits to break or Absolutely uh, the good habits to keep in mind when when creating uh step charts system reacts.
4: So uh, you know, uh and before I go uh, off on your topic a little bit, what we wanted to do was we wanted to make something that was familiar to because we, we had the we had the choice of, you know, doing something completely different. Obviously we could do a different panel formation or, you know, anything the sky's the limit. But The reason we stuck with this is because we wanted something that was familiar to people that you know people like the cardinal format there's no denying that uh we we don't necessarily want more panels we just want more variety we want more options and more things to enjoy uh but at the same time the i believe that the four panel the traditional four panel format suffers a little bit uh in the sense that a lot of people have gotten to the point that they're they're literally so good at the game that they're barely moving anymore and that's not a fault of the person but uh, you know, going back to the esports topic too, sometimes it's not fun for people to watch uh, as a spectator because it's not necessarily interesting. So what we need to do is sort of I- increase that that movement again and get people moving to the point where, uh, uh, and I don't want to say like the old days, but uh, um, <laughs> if you think but the old days. <laughs> If you think about people playing on their toes a little bit and sort of being more aware of, of the actual panels and not just, you know, edging the pa- it's funny because when you look at the transition, it went from people, you know, using their toes and then using the brackets and now just sort of, you know, staying in the center and just using the sides of their feet. And, and there's nothing. Hey, I still wear shoes. <laughs> there, <laughs> I do too. I, I still move my feet. There, you know, I'm not knocking it either because, you know, every again, everyone should play whatever they like to play and whatever they have fun with. But... Um, in the sense of, of what we've tried to do with this format is, we, we wanted to, to open things up again and make the, the like the cardinal format sort of competitive again and make people sort of think outside of the box and have to do different things. I would think some of the biggest challenges, or uh, I would not, I, I would think, but some of the challenges are when you when you convert to, to trying the Step Maniacs format is that center panel. Uh, you have to be aware of what it is, you know, the patterns that are happening at the time because one of the things I really like are are sort of the the twists that we get, you know, with doing things like the, uh, like the, like the left, uh, center up type motion, which is really reminiscent of a pump move, really. Uh, if, if you, Mm -hmm. if you play five panel and I think it really invites itself to some interesting patterns, but at the same time, you know, as a step chart author, you have to be aware of, of things, you know, like going center up center and, you know, you're literally stepping over your own feet sometimes and, you really have to train yourself to pick up your feet because if you if you leave your feet down, uh, you you can sometimes still pass things and get through it, but you're really hurting your score. Um, and you know, a lot of people when they first try the game, they look down at the pad like, okay, this pad isn't working. What's going on? And it, it isn't <laughs> yeah. the pad's fault. What it is is people just are, they've they've gotten so used to not moving their feet, uh, if, you know, from the center position, and so when we originally started with the concept, I was, uh, I, you know, as simple as, as adding a panel in the center, um, it really helps that because it makes people have to move again and sort of be aware of their footwork. And I think it just really increases the technicality of the charts a little bit. And, and especially makes Definitely. things like bracketing really fun too. Like, you know, cause it's really fun to hit sometimes two panels with one foot, um, which is something that, you know, we, we sort of explored with ITG and we even did, you know, hands to a point. but i'd say step maniacs really opens itself up to you know hitting multiple panels with one foot which it's yeah. still you know when people see that it's kind of daunting at first because like how, how am i supposed to do this right it's like <laughs> th- there's more than two things here and i only have two feet but you know other things that we've introduced to the game that i think are really fun that are just you know just starting out are things like the lifts uh, I-, I always wanted yeah. to see lifts be be a thing in in pump pro and you know we we got it like maybe 40 percent into the engine of, of pump pro and never finished it and and step maniacs is really the the true project um where that concept comes to light because it has like its own windows and and things that make that you have to do to make it fun um sort of like with the mines i mean the, the mines also have like a grace period um uh because if, if you didn't have that it, they would be a, a lot harder than they are um but I, you know, I think we've done a lot of things with the format and, and sort of the, the features with the game that sort of push, uh, you know, just the innovation and the charts a little bit further. I mean, even even the roles. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the roles and 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 basically, you know, getting people, uh, it's like a more precise vision of what you should do with the roles. Like, how hard do you want it to be? Do you want to make someone hit, uh, you know, eight times in a matter of, uh, you know, a quarter note or do you want to let them you know have easy uh you know just just easy hits over the course of a bar or something
3: I, to be clear if you haven't played the game yet semionix rolls they basically give you a number and how many times you need to hit the roll in that before it ends uh instead of an itg where it's just you have to movement. hit it like yeah constantly what eighth notes 16th notes r- eighth r- notes roughly yeah eighth notes. yeah so Stepmind does that differently,
1: and then lifts also are uh, similar to like the two uh, DX like uh, yes. hell charge <laughs> notes, notes. Yes, where you, you have to, have hold, to lift yeah, them up. Exactly. You have to lift your hand up or lift your foot up uh, at the end of the hole, on beat. Yeah, which I love that absolutely. Uh, that, uh, absolutely, that...
4: And, and some of these things you know they they aren't you know like brand new ideas. What they are is sort of uh, you know they're they're borrowed ideas or refractured or refactored ideas basically from other things um, that should be in a dance game, and that was kind of what our vision was with it, and and why we introduced it, and uh, I'm, I, I, really think some of those new things make the gameplay interesting and, and, uh, we're, you know, we're just at the starting point, you know, you know, with everything that we're doing with the game. And, uh, unlike some of the games that we've done in the past, uh, we've started things a little bit slow. And the reason why is we want to progress things over time. So like, we don't push the limits so fast that, you know, we get to our second or our third, uh, edition of the game and everyone's already done everything that can be done. We're trying to progress things over time so that it's still fun for people and and uh it, we're introducing them to the concept but you know i i am I'm, uh, I'm really happy with what we've done so far even with like the you know the the mine we, we call them pits but they're like mine holds where uh we even have them in some charts del- deliberately on the center panel um so what that means is that you cannot have your your heel so or parts of your foot on that center panel and you know you won't that type necess-
3: comes to mind it, exactly type is like a yeah
4: yeah. And, and you know, when you're going for play that score, song, if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you're going for score, you know, you're, you might be tempted to still, you know, hug the, the, the panels with your feet and you can still do it, but you just won't get as good as a score and you, you know, you'll get yeah. some early's here and there and you'll wonder why. And it's just because you're not moving your feet and it's, it's definitely not a, a problem with the hardware. It's just, we've trained ourselves now in 2018 to play the game that way. So, so yeah, so,
0: uh, we won't keep you too much longer here. Sure. Um, but we got a lot of questions about just kind of the future of of Step Maniacs, uh, a lot of questions about hardware so like is there anything you can kind of tease about um i i know you posted a picture of like the the five panel uh, or yes. the, rather the pump style either that and uh people were asking about the adjustable bars
4: yes and
0: uh arcade cabinets like any any you know, teases you can give us for the future of My, Step Maniacs yeah. hardware. Awesome.
4: So we're, we're always innovating behind the scenes. And the difficult part is, is we're trying to ship stuff at the same time and support people that have it. But there isn't there isn't a day where we're not thinking of something new to go into the stage, right down to the sensors too. I mean, we're, we're doing a lot of experiments. Uh, a lot of our stages obviously are only using uh, what's called a load cell right now, which is, you know, a pressure-based sensor. Uh, but we're, we're doing a lot of experiments with things like uh, FSR sensors too. Um, which eventually we hope to integrate into the system in the future um, and, and possibly have future versions of the stages that utilize them as well. Um, and, and FSRs are sort of a little bit different uh, uh, technology than a load cell, but they still are applicable to sort of the application that we have with the stage. Obviously. What exactly is that? So uh, an FSR is, a, is basically a force-resistive sensor, Um so uh, it has, d- without being too technical, uh, when we compare it to a load cell, it has advantages and it has disadvantages. Uh, the biggest disadvantage is that it doesn't have the level of detail for pressure that a load cell does. Um, but, you know, I would argue in our application of, you know, like a, a dancing game, how, how much you know, detail do we really need on someone's pressure? At, at this point, we aren't really utilizing pressure too much in the game, uh, and the reason for that is... Uh, You know, we we started off with experiments with doing that, but one of the reasons we shied away from it was if someone, you know, was a lighter person, uh, like they weighed less, like 150 pounds versus someone that it's like, you know, 200 or 250, they're at an immediate disadvantage in some of the modes in the game. Like (laughs) if we encourage, you know, certain types of pressure and even though it's a very cool concept and things that, you know, can be done with it in, in a competitive standpoint, it's, it's not really fair uh when we only have two feet if we utilize things like the bar and stuff and and enforce things like that it it can work but it's still it's just not an ideal case and so we we elected against sort of the pressure type of uh modes in the game for that reason we wanted it to be fair for everyone whether or not they're you know eight years old or they're you know 60 years old playing the game we want it to be a, a good experience for everybody but um the fsrs uh they're, they're basically a small you're They're, they're almost like a sticker um, sort of in terms of the size of what they are. Um, and you're able to fit more of them in, you can do more. Uh, you can put more amount of detail and in, in posi- like maybe position sensing. Uh, there's all kinds of things we can do with them. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I'm really happy about is it, you know, if you have a, a step maniac stage, we really do a good job of trying to make it so that all of our parts are modular. Um, so that you can add things on after time, wh- whether or not you're using like a, a dedicated one of the new dedicated cabinets or you're using the all-in-one, like you have Omid. Um, or some people, uh, right now only two people have the integrated touch monitor, which is sort of how we're trying to approach the home market uh, a little bit right now, sort of undercover. Um, but all of the parts sort of work with each other. Um, the the uh, uh, rectangular panels will, will probably be a little bit of a different case because there's uh, there's two ways to go about implementing them, and one is what I would consider the best way, and then the other one is the uh, the way it, it works, but it's not ideal. And I think that we rather you know elect for the best way. Um, so uh, the rectangular panels may be the one exception to that. Um, but uh, so the fourth generation stages, we're looking at supporting you know different panel uh, forms or, or sizes basically, um, so that people can can play other other games and we ne- we're never really specific about you know what games people want to play but the idea behind the stage is we wanted to create hardware that uh, it was basically you know an industrial experience that people are familiar with in the arcades um, and you know sort of bringing that at, to, at home and making it so that they can utilize that with anything whether or not it's our game or it's you know what they want to enjoy and I knew immediately when we set out to do this that you know not everyone in the world would want to you know, play step maniacs or, or even consider it, you know, at this point, step mania and, and, uh, ITG are still going strong. And a lot of people are still playing that. And there's nothing wrong with that. They should continue to play what they want to play and enjoy. And, uh, I'm just happy to be able to, you know, provide them with hardware to be able to do that. And cause I, I, think it's been, you know, it's kind of been a dream for a lot of people in the past. People want a nice, you know, steel industrial stage. Cause it has a feel to it that you don't get from other, uh, other dance pads, you know, whether or not they're plastic or made of wood, uh, or aluminum, there's all kinds of designs out there that have come over the years. Um, but the, the basis of it is, is, uh, you know, the, the steel, the feel of steel is very specific. And uh, that's yeah, why it's the real thing it, it is. Yeah. And it, it a lot of it is just, you know, it's the material and it has nothing to do with the electronics or the technology in the in the stage itself. It's just the foundation of it. And it all starts with a good foundation. And that's, that's why we elected to, to use traditional steel.
3: I feel like you are speaking directly to me there. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> to I, all of yeah I grew thing. up buying a machine, and hey, I bought a Step Maniacs cab, and it's the best. Uh, sorry, Jake. Oh, so um, speaking of, of hardware,
1: the, the one, one question that I was really curious about was uh, at, at Champions of the Coast this year, which was just um, a few weeks ago. Yes. We saw a location test for an arcade version of Step Maniacs. You did. And, uh, so I was actually, I was curious if like the original plan for Step Maniacs included uh, penetrating arcades, because uh, I actually thought it was originally envisioned only for like uh home and fitness center use. So to tell so, you,
4: to tell you the truth, it, it was, um, but we had a lot of demand from people that wanted a dedicated machine. They wanted a machine that was ice, you know, isolated from the stages. They didn't want it connected to the stages. They, uh, they also wanted to utilize it with a credit system. And, um, you know, going back to when we originally started the project, which, which, you know, we've been developing this all the way back since like 2015, uh, even the, the hardware, but, the, the title itself. And there's been a lot of meetings with different companies and a lot of you know, s- strategy and planning going forward um, with even things that are in the game itself that changed um, over time. Um, and uh, I can say originally when we set out to do it, we, we, you know, I, I still don't feel that the arcade market is, is, at least in America, is really that strong. And, and so we wanted to uh, be a product that could approach those other areas like no other product before. And I think that we really accomplished that. But at the same time, you know, we have these diehard fans that have followed us in the past with these other projects. You know, we want to see this in the arcade. I want to be able to play this. Um, You know, when are you going to release something that lets us do that? So we've had a lot of pressure from people and uh, you know, we've we've tried to react to that and do what we can. And so, I mean, that's, that's kind of why the the dedicated cabinet was, was born. Um, And uh, you know, uh, we have a lot of plans for it going forward. And, any time you don't see, uh, or I I guess if I back up, part of the reason you don't see more of those out is just because of, you know, going back to the manpower. Uh, It's, we are a small operation. And so I, I can only push those to certain companies or certain partners that I know that can, you know, do a good job impacting the market for us. And so we start with location tests and, and then, you know, we go from there. If it's successful and people like it, then we produce more machines and, uh, we, we, it's just a, an ongoing process. And as we sell stages, we already have more in, in production and it's like an endless cycle that I can't get out of actually. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like
3: not like the worst problem to have, but no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's I, not. I'm, I'm very happy for you personally, like, I think Thank it's, you, you know, no, I you deserve this and, uh, yeah, thanks for working as hard as you do. Like, I think the common sentiment on Twitter um when we posted uh you know soliciting questions for you like people just really appreciate your dedication to the craft so uh on behalf of the dance game community uh thanks just for putting in like the hours uh because it means a lot no Mm -hmm. and i appreciate it too it feels like you're on our side you know no absolutely
4: i i and to tell you the truth you know there there's you know we do have our share of haters out there all the time with every project but you know, it's really those people that, you know, I get tons of emails, tons of messages from people that are, you know, it's just, it's so nice to see, like, uh, we just had a mother who, who went out of her way to basically buy her son a stage and, 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 did everything she could. And it actually, I mean, it just sort of brought, you know, warmth to me to, to see that. And, and just, it's all the positive players out there that really keep me going with this. And, uh, I have to hand it right back to, you know, the people like yourself, because it's uh, I wouldn't feel the need to drive things forward or, or do some of the insane things or the insane hours or the insane <laughs> investments if it wasn't for the people like you that enjoy it. And I see it every day. And, and, and really, that's that's my driving force, almost more than the financial aspect. But, you know, luckily, things work out and, you know, we're, we're keeping afloat and we're, you know, a small operation growing constantly. And uh, I have to I have to thank the players for that. So thank you. Also,
3: yeah, cheers, dude.
0: Well, so, so last thing here uh, every week or every episode, I guess, we do a <laughs> a set of the week where we give suggestions for people to play songs. We usually do DDR, but we thought since you're here, we'd uh ask you for if you have a song suggestion see, uh, you, for you, somebody to play on, on Step Maniacs. See,
4: it's such a hard question because, like, I mean, are we talking about the steps? Are we talking about the song? Um, Let's you
3: this decide. yeah all right
4: so uh, i'm a huge fan of of what uh what justin did with the temple of boom steps actually. Uh, I,
0: I actually i agree i like that
4: it's too fun. Uh, i do uh, yeah and and you know i actually really like the new version of who that's in the game too uh uh f- so you know just real quick going forward with the game we're doing sort of a combination of things you know we're integrating some of the past favorites that people really liked from the other projects but uh, at the same time, it's fun for me because I can go back and, and you know, sort of remix things or revisit it and, and do new versions of songs that you know, even a new generation of players has never heard before um, that some of the older players obviously will recognize. So um, along with the steps, you know we're doing the same type of combination of things we've done with, with all of the projects um, over the years. Um, you know we're, we're doing things that don't utilize the center panel too much. We're doing things that utilize it a lot with uh, technical skill. Um, we're doing uh, things that uh, uh, j- that require more technical skill and some that do not, some, some step charts. Uh, what I'm really proud about is we've spent a lot of time with the easy and the hard steps, um, making them, you know, just fun. And, and sort of the, the vision of what we've done so far is just always fun. Uh, in, in the end of the day, you know, step charts are obviously a subjective thing for a lot of people. And we could talk probably for hours about just step charts. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah. everyone finds certain things fun and others do we, not. We
3: do. We, we do spend hours.
4: And sometimes we
3: get kind of aggressive in DMs <laughs> no. and we say mean <laughs> things to other people.
4: <laughs> no, absolutely. But, you know, it all comes back to the same thing. We're all passionate people. We all have things that we like and we, we want to see more of. And um, I think our job is just to make sure that there's a blend of all of it and that we keep the balance going. And uh, I'm just really proud because I think we finally hit home with uh, a product uh, and and a dance game product. Um, And and part of the reason we named it, uh, you know, Step Maniacs versus anything with dance is is right going back to that that health and fitness industry is a lot of people try to associate dance games with you know traditional dancing and we know that it's not you know it's more of a a foot a reaction smart. based yeah, very game and thank you we've actually gotten in I, i've in heated arguments with some people that teach you know dance classes sometimes at trade shows you know being <laughs> upset that, that we call this a dance game because it doesn't have real <laughs> dancing and you know i'm sorry <laughs> but <laughs> um, but and it's, it's, a, it's a thing, it really is. And, and, and just you know, simple branding and, and titles like that really matter um, for some companies and suddenly they understand it. But um, you know, I, I think this product is doing a good job too, getting young kids playing it. Because here at the health center and where I am locally, where we first tested the, the all-in-one machine, We actually have kids that are, you know, six and eight years old that are playing the basic mode, which the basic mode eliminates all the rest of the panels and only uses left, center, right. And it's finally easy. Uh, Same thing in Germany. There's a there's a a family center in Germany called Hugo Drum that they have a machine set up there and and the kids just play the heck out of basic. And they, you know, some of them will reach easy, but it's really exciting to see these younger kids being able to use a dancing game with no direction. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I really think that's, that's awesome. essential. Absolutely. It's uh, it's awesome. I got, I got a
2: couple things to say. Uh first of all, I think we uh we didn't really ask you to say anything about what Step Maniacs is. Uh and I think that maybe people who are listening to the podcast who are listening for DDR stuff, I we're assuming that they know what it is. Yeah. Uh but maybe that's not a great assumption. So if you could like briefly describe it, maybe we could patch it into the front of the episode. <laughs> because uh, we kind of went into we kind of went in with the assumption that everyone knows what it is for sure <laughs> yeah
4: so the the vision with step maniacs was was to try to maintain what we all know as traditional panel dancing games and uh what we want to do is basically increase uh you know aerobic workout for people but make it fun and competitive and 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 sporty um with while making it simple to use and and uh, easy for people of, of different types of age groups and uh, I think that we accomplished that really well with, you know, the UI and the touch aspects of it and, and really just sort of the approachable aspects of the machine because we treat the product more like a fitness tool and a uh, more of a, a you know, a, a something like you're using like an appliance, like a plug and play appliance, not a, a traditional arcade machine where you're constantly trying to feed it money. So to us, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a tool. It's not just a video game that we're paying for.
2: And the and the important thing is here that you're making industrial strength like dance game stages that people can literally just buy. Yes. And
4: and right. Yep. And they can and utilize he anything them they want. Himself.
3: I do. Nice. <laughs> like a madman. Yeah,
4: I do. Sometimes sometimes thirty a day, which it's really hard to do that, but wow. Yeah. Are you, are you
0: always like surprised when they sell out? Like the last batch sold out like uh, a minute, I, right? I
4: was so at ninety seconds actually, I was just so shocked. I had my phone sitting next to me. I we had just put the link up. And uh, I looked down at my phone and I was looking it's at what gone. was going on. And, you know, it, it's so exciting. But at the same time, it's like, oh, my God, it's more work. <laughs> it's like <laughs> now, now I'm not going to have a life all summer. <laughs> so I,
0: it's, some may think that you broke your foot on purpose. So you can get a break. For <laughs> yeah, yourself. This is
3: reprieve for you. <laughs> no,
4: so I, I'm actually I just got a scooter today so that I can roll around out there. And oh. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm not stopping. I'm I'm responding to emails tonight, right before we started doing this uh, this uh, uh, interview a little bit. And uh, yeah, I I can't slow down. If if I slow down, no nothing gets done, and people don't get their stuff. And so I, as much as I'd like to be able to just sit back and do nothing, I don't have that luxury.
3: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, like I said before, Kyle, we all, and I mean we all like everybody who enjoys dance games really appreciate what you do. Uh, this has been an honor and a privilege, and uh, I think we're all just really lucky to call you our friend and uh, hope to talk to you soon about... Whatever else is coming up in Step Maniacs, maybe we'll have you on again, and you can have uh, give us a brief update on kind of what's what's going on. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm a time. huge
4: fan of you guys too. I really love your show, and, and thanks for what oh, you thanks. do to the thanks, community. Thanks, and and I I actually do listen to it, and I was I was just more than shocked that you, you wanted me to come on, and I appreciate the ah
1: uh, come oh, on, <laughs> that's really nice.
4: <laughs> thank, thank you so, uh, so much. So if
1: you if you want to learn more about uh, Step Maniacs, it's at uh, smxgame on Twitter or stepmaniacs.com step step too. Uh, and yeah, also StepManiacs.com. Thank you. And uh, there's also a StepManiacs player group on Facebook. Uh, there's a Step Maniacs player group on Discord as well. Uh, and you can go there w- with uh, the link invite.gg slash StepManiacs
0: and that's step mania with an x at the yeah, end right?
4: yeah, you, yeah you can call it step mania x you can call it step maniacs as long as it's you know whatever you want to do it's okay step just,
2: mania 10 <laughs> even, you can call step
4: mania 10 we don't care just you know as long as step is in the name and uh, that that's cool with us <laughs> so
3: whatever well, kyle if uh if people want to reach you uh what is your preferred way? Like, I know you you recently joined the player Discord. Uh, is that going to be, like, a way for you to keep in contact? What's What's your preferred way?
4: I I did. Uh, and and thank you actually because you're the one uh, that really you know started us on that Omid and and, um, uh, so you know people can reach out to me on on Facebook or, or email. I I, I really uh, I unfortunately just sometimes lose track of my messages and I I just can't spend as much time on Facebook because I can't get stuff done if I do, but you know, please message me, please email me at uh, Kyle at step com. It's it's very easy. Um, anything that you want to say, whether or not it, you know, it's negative or positive, or if you want to just say hello, I will try to get back to everyone, uh, as soon as possible. And, um, you know, every single message I get, I, you know, I, I love hearing from all kinds of people all over the world. So thank you for that. And please don't get discouraged if I don't respond quickly, but I will, I do read everything. I absolutely promise that. And, uh, I, I do listen to everyone so thank you
2: and kyle's also at kyle a ward on twitter uh, I right am.
4: yes yes i try. Nice. i've been trying to so use Twitter go now. follow him yes please go do. follow him
3: <laughs> inspire him to use twitter more yeah <laughs> it's the good one yeah
4: <laughs> well yeah hey it's, i've, it's I've enjoyed right. snapchat lately actually and, and <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show um and, uh, yeah, as Albeed said, we'll have you on again, hopefully in the future.
4: Sounds good. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I Peace out. You Thank you. Goodbye.
2: We got some tournament news coming up. Uh, we got Fresno Frenzy 2 coming up in Fresno, California, September 22nd, 23rd. We got the uh, the... Fall, Dave & Buster's Irvine, California tournament, October 13th, and the Valkyrie Dimension online tournament that's uh, for girls. It's uh, September 14th through October 21st, so that's going to be starting soon.
0: Yeah,
3: so lots of ways to get involved in the community. I think for info for Valkyrie, I think they have a URL, like they have a domain, yeah, it's right? just, uh, Dimension. Yeah, yeah, if you go
0: to ValkyrieDimension.com or look up yeah. Valkyrie Dimension on, on Facebook or, and Twitter, everywhere, Great. Uh, all the rules and stuff are up there in English and in Japanese. Perfect. So, and then to...
3: for Irvine and Fresno, I think we're using Facebook events. Is that yep. the best way to search for those? Search Great.
0: for Fresno Frenzy 2 DDR Great. Tournament. Um, awesome. I'm not 100% sure about the Irvine one, but... It's on there, too. It's on there somewhere. Save the date. Yep. So um, moving on to tap set of the week, uh, because there's a new Pawn Pond song, Pawn's kind of de- divisive. Some people like Pawn, some people don't.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so
0: in honor of that, I'm going to recommend Emera, which is, uh, I think, probably one of the better Pawn songs and and very fun expert sixteen.
1: We've or talked very, about her on the on the show before.
0: Yeah, yeah
2: it's
1: uh,
0: very fun. Ex- two or three hundred times. <laughs> Challenge seventeen. <laughs> um, so, pawn. Give it a
3: shot. I mean, do you have a better suggestion? Yeah, you know, uh, this is a DDR event in which uh, participants must <laughs> embark on a special summer campaign. So that will be my song addition to the set of the week
2: <laughs> so many summer songs
1: <laughs> and uh, my song my pick for the the week is uh, not really a summer song but uh, it's based on a tweet that i made recently that got a lot of traction <laughs> <Yes>. the song <laughs> based, based on the tweet <laughs> I, I was saying how the uh, the system music the, the menu music and ddr ace after all this time it still slaps so, so i'm gonna so have true. to go with uh, edsm or electronic dance system music it's electric uh, dance system music. Oh, uh, excuse electric. me. Yeah. Electric dance system music. Um the chart is uh, okay. Um It's great. It's, what are you talking it's about? Difficult.
0: It's so good. Yeah. I, I mean love it. I mean, it's, it's like one, one of the hardest thirteens, mean, I think. Like yeah. Kyle was just saying though, that that sometimes you have to sacrifice, even even if the, the chart's not great, if you like the song a lot,
1: you'll still play it. It's true, so, yeah. It yeah, actually yeah. It has uh, some very tricky stops that you are probably it, not going to get on does. the first time. It so. does. You have to play it uh, quite a few times in order to get it. Which and I EDM like.
2: is perfect for summer.
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> all the yeah. festivals and stuff. <laughs>
0: uh, so that's our TAP Set of the Week. Um, for this episode, you can tweet your scores at us using hashtag TAP set of the Week, or at SF underscore evolved. Yeah, and we'll go through and shout you out, retweet you. Um
3: good luck out there.
0: Yeah. So again, thank you to Kyle Ward. And for, thanks for giving us uh questions for uh, the Kyle Ward interview. Yeah. yeah. Um Fortunately we couldn't get to everything, but hopefully we'll be able to have Kyle back uh at some point for round two. are you can ask him command. yourself.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, it was, it was pretty nice to hear that he was a fan too. Well, yeah. That'll make it easy to that, get him back. That was a
0: surprise. So, um, I think that'll do it for this episode of the Arrow Panel. So, as always, thanks for listening and
2: thank, thank you for watching.